Welcome to Growing Up Bookish, the show for adults passionate about raising the next generation of readers. I'm your host, Mary Helen Sheriff. My own passion for children's literature led to a career in teaching, an MFA in children's literature, and Orton-Gillingham certification. Welcome. Let's get started. Welcome to everyone listening with us here today and to my special guest, Savan Hong. Um, Savan authors and illustrates the best-selling children's book series, The Super Fun Day Books, including Benny J and the Horrible Halloween, George J and the Miserable Monday, Emily D and the Fearful First Day, I'm catching a trend here, and Avery G and the Scary End of School. Yeah, definitely tongue twisters. <laughs> <laughs> Her inspiring books focus on neurodiverse children who overcome their challenges with perseverance and bravery. The Super Fun Day books have been featured on NBC and News 12. Savan also serves as a trustee on the boards of the Rita Allen Foundation, Read Your World, and the ASPCA. When she's not working with children, Savan enjoys being a wife to her lovely husband and mother of two wonderful children. They have a dog and a cat and live in Connecticut. So welcome. I'm so thrilled to have you with us today. Uh, thank you so much, Mary. I appreciate it. Um, so in the, let's start here first. In case some listeners aren't familiar with the term neurodiversity, can you tell them what that is, what that means? Absolutely. So it was a term coined back in the 1990s, and it talks about this idea that just like people have all kinds of differences in their appearance and and differences in 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 the way they are one of those differences is a brain difference and there's a bunch of different things that fall in that bucket autism is one of them ADHD dyslexia there's a whole bunch of different kind of things that fall into this notion of of having a brain difference and the important part of that concept is that they're not viewed as something negative just like you have blonde hair and i have brown hair and that isn't negative one way or the other it just is these brain differences are also just the way they are and with them comes an awful lot of strength um because there is strength and difference and strength and diversity and so that's the concept of neurodiversity yeah okay great i used to do a lot of work with dyslexic children so i am you know familiar with the term and strengths and challenges because let's be honest that can be part of those things too yep absolutely yep. Yep. <laughs> um so tell us about the super fun day books and what was the inspiration for them why are you writing them how did this all come to be so um i'm a neurodivergent author um and have two neurodivergent kiddos my poor husband is the only one who thinks <laughs> normally in our whole house um but um when they were much younger i realized that um, there weren't a lot of books out there that showed kids who were neurodivergent. Um, in particular, my oldest, when he was in kindergarten, he used to need to wear headphones um, because mm -hmm. he's autistic and he has ADHD and and loud noises would um, would cause kind of some sensory challenges for him. And I wanted to be able to show him that wearing headphones was totally okay, right? Um, and couldn't find a picture book that showed a kid wearing headphones as kind of the normal part of the day. 
And um, eventually we were able to talk him into wearing headphones, like this is what DJs wear and whatever. And as parents, we come up with things to make things cool. Mm -hmm. um, but over time, I realized that that was kind of a gap, mm -hmm. that not only for parents with neurodivergent kids to be able to show them that their differences are okay, um, but also for parents with neurotypical kids, because it is much easier to explain to a child why there's a kid in their classroom wearing headphones, if you see it in a picture book, because picture books normalize it, um, than having that conversation in other ways. And so um, recognizing this kind of gap in the market was the impetus for me starting to write these books. And they are all um, based on true stories that happened to my children. They are structured in a way um, that's called a social story, which is a tool used in special education um, that lays out a problem with specific steps um, for the solution. So all of my books lay out kind of this challenge that the child is facing, and then it has a list of solutions and they are structured very purposefully as lists because neurodivergent kids have a tendency to like structure and like lists. And then they, they are able to kind of consume that information in a way that works with the way they think. Okay. So is there a certain age group you would say your books are geared toward? Yes. They usually range from kind of three to seven or eight. Um, okay. So pre-K to, to second grade, although um, I have done readings with older kids um, mm -hmm. to delve into some of these concepts a little bit deeper, but just in terms of kind of the story, it, it's much more targeted to younger children. Okay. And do you find that most of like, are these being used in classrooms largely, or is it more parents who are introducing these books to their children? Or yeah, both. I, I, both. It, amazingly enough, it's, it's, both. And um, on my website, I do have teacher guides for okay. teachers to use. Um, they're free and they were um, developed by a school psychologist and teacher and they were tested in the classroom. So they're there. And sometimes parents use them as well because, you know, like any good picture book, they should spark conversation. And so these are kind of the tools that people use to help with the conversations around some of the hard topics that exist in books about kids who are a little different. Yeah. What are, can you expand on that a little bit? What are some of those hard topics that come up? So this notion of, of change, right? Um, look, neurodiversity is a giant spectrum. And I don't want to say that every kid who's neurodiverse is exactly the same because they're not. Um, just like my brown hair is different than someone else who has brown hair. Um, but change is hard right? Children who um, are neurodivergent have a tendency to have comfort in, in the way things are in a schedule. And so each of these books kind of has this notion of what happens when, when something is different. So the book about Halloween, you think that the Halloween day at school is this magical day. You know, every kid loves to dress up and have the parade and do the party. But kids who are neurodivergent may find that to be a very stressful situation mm -hmm. because it's a different kind of day, right? Mm -hmm. um, and there are all these worries that come along with having a different day at school because it's not something that they're used to. And there is a fear associated with that change. And being able to talk to a child about those fears and say, 
it's okay to be nervous. It's going to look a little different. And here's how it's going to look. And here are the tools we can give you mm-hmm. to make you succeed in, in, in tackling that change, right? And it, it doesn't have to be Halloween. It could be Valentine's Day. It could be all these days that happen um, in the school year that are a little bit different. And so having a child talk about their worries and be able to see that those fears and those concerns are okay, that's mm-hmm. the power kind of that's the power of a book. Mhm. I love that. What about your own kids? How did they react to mom becoming an author and writing about kids like them? Was that like a prideful thing or like a embarrassing thing? <laughs> <laughs> so my kids are still in elementary school, so being an author is cool. Okay, good. Um it's still cool. I I'm starting to hit the cusp of mommy's <laughs> embarrassing. But my children are part of the process. They pick the names of the characters of the book. Um, Their real teachers are in the books. So I use their real teachers' names as a kind of way to say thank you to these incredible educators that make such a difference in the lives of my children. And when I kind of when I go through and I write the story, they have a part in the editing process because I want to make sure that the experience that I depict in the book is authentic, right? This was really the way they were feeling. These were really the concerns and the tools that I use really work. Um, Mm -hmm. And so making sure that they say, yeah, mommy, that's right. Or "Um, I don't know, maybe it was more like this. They are a huge part of making sure that these books speak to children in a way that children can understand and reflect their experiences. What a special opportunity for them to be able to have such a productive role in helping other kids have easier time perhaps than they did. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm not sure they fully appreciate that um, yet, but... (laughs) But but um, but they do love being part of the process and they do feel really connected with it. Yeah, that is amazing. Um, so I also noticed when I was reading your bio and, you know, doing a little research beforehand, um, this read your world that you're on the board of. Can you tell our listeners what that is? Absolutely. So um Read Your World is a nonprofit. It's been around a little over 10 years, and um, it used to be called Multicultural Children's Book Day, but it's become so much more than one day that we've we've renamed it to Read Your World. And the notion is to get um, more diversity in children's books. And the way to do that, one of the ways to do that is to highlight a bunch of children's books um, that have diverse characters. And we define diversity kind of every single kind of diversity you can imagine, whether it's nationality, whether it's um, a disability, whether it's racial diversity or gender diversity, every kind of gamut. And once a year right now, we put on this big event that celebrates children's authors that have diverse characters. And what the authors do is they will send books for free to anybody who's interested in having a diverse book so that these people can write a review about the book or share it in their classroom or, you know, tweet about it or whatever to spread the word about these books. Because so few books today feature diverse books, diverse children, Uh, it's percentages, you know, in neurodiversity, it's less than 1% of all books published have a neurodiverse character, less than 1%. Um, Even though when you think about it, so many kids 
um, are neurodiverse. And the idea here is to get the publishing world to see that there's a demand for these books. Because if the publishers see that people want books with diverse children's characters in them, then they will publish more books. And if you publish more books, then more children will be able to open the pages in the, of a book and see themselves and realize how wonderful their difference is so that they feel okay with who they are. Um, so it supports, the, it supports the authors by getting their books out there. It supports anybody who wants a free book, um, a free diverse book. So we get a lot of classroom teachers and librarians. Um, and then overall, it can, it can support anybody who's interested in diversity and making people feel um, comfortable with who they are through the power of books. Awesome. So you said it's one day a year. What day is that? Um, it was two Thursdays ago. Um, okay. But if you go, if you go to the well, reader, this, this won't be live. So right. So um, it's the last Thursday in January okay. every year. Great. Um, and if you go to the Meldrow Cultural Children's Book Day website or read your world, you can sign up to get as many free books as you want on as many different diverse um, issues as you would like. So sign up. It's free. And, you know, we can all do a little bit to, to, to drive this change. Absolutely. Thank you. And um, you said you would bring some book recommendations. So yes. I'd like to hear some things you might suggest people read. So if you are a parent um, with a neurodiverse child, um, particularly one with ADHD, which was one of the more common ones, but I think this book really speaks to every parent of neurodiverse child. It's called Super Parenting for ADD, and it's written by um, a psychologist named Dr. Hollowell. I have no affiliation with him, but, um, and he has, I think, like 10 or 15 books out there. His books are profound because he uses data and, and real scientific research to talk about how you can parent positively right? And the impacts of being positive with your child about their differences and how much that can help them thrive as, as individuals as, as they get older. And as a parent, it was like this hug that was like, no, no, it's going to be okay. You can go through all these challenges and, and you can face them and your child will turn out better at, at the end. And so to me, um, when you get a book like that, it's really important to share it. Yeah. And tell everyone again the title of that. It's called Super Parenting um, with ADD. And his name is Dr. Hollowell. He has a whole website with tons of resources. So particularly if your child's been newly diagnosed, I suggest checking that um, website out. Again, right. no affiliation. <laughs> yep. 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 Um, any other books? So I have two children's books that I would like to highlight because even though I talked about earlier that there's a dearth of children's books in this area, there actually are some that are particularly good. Um, my favorite one is by an, uh, an autistic author named Sally Plot, and it's about, whoa, let me go this way, um, <laughs> Benny and the Bad Day and Me, and it's about a sibling who's... who's um, one of the one of the boys is an autistic boy and the other one is not and and what it's like for the sibling um which is definitely one of these areas that's hard right because as parents we ch we find it to be challenging sometimes um but having a younger child understand what's going on with their sibling um can also be hard and look sally 
as an autistic author really gets it in a in a way that um, not everybody may get it. And so this is she writes a lot of different books about with autistic characters. Some of them are young adults, but this one I think is one of my favorites and one of my kids' favorites. So I wanted to highlight that. that and the good. other one um, is by our Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor, and she wrote. Here we go. There. <laughs> it's called Just Ask. And this book is all about all kinds of differences, um, not just neurodiverse differences, although they are highlighted in here, but just the differences that every child has. You know, whether you have diabetes or you have a physical disability or you have a neurodiverse issue, whatever it is, she highlights how we are all kind of connected together. The book is magic, um, magic, magic, magic. And it is one of my favorite reads that makes kids realize that being different is wonderful. That sounds very powerful. Um, okay, so tell everyone again what your books are called. My books are called the Super Fun Day books. You can see some of them um, behind me. Yeah, and and I just recently published a hardcover series of all four of them yeah. um, in a hardcover book, so you can get them all in one copy. Um, and you can get them on my website, which is savanhong.com. They're available on Amazon and in Barnes and Nobles. And my favorite place to get them is all the independent bookshops. Um, so check those out too. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, Savan, for coming on today and telling us about your fantastic books and recommending other books and you know, maybe educating a little, all of us a little bit about neurodiversity and how that can be affect reading and our children and all that good stuff. And I also want to thank all our listeners for tuning in today. Today's episode of Growing Up Bookish is brought to you by Bookish Road Trip. Learn more at bookishroadtrip.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, subscribe, review, and tell everyone you know. Never underestimate the power of word of mouth. Thank you for listening.